Achievement unlocked. Successfully download the split screen podcast. It's episode three of the Split Screen Podcast, and we are back in the studio. And by studio, I mean my living room, which is yeah. currently filled with cardboard boxes. Um, so we're going to make the introduction brief, because we've got Alan's homemade lasagna sitting in the fridge, waiting, <laughs> waiting to be reheated. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, news and brief this week. Um, well, the only thing that I cared about was that Guitar Hero was dead. Yeah, unsurprising, uh, considering how vigorously they were milking that cow. I mean, what they had, Metallica. I mean, is it was it Metallica? G- yeah. Green Day. Or no, Green Day. Band? Green Day was rock band. There was Van Halen. There was Van Halen. Band Hero. Okay. And then there was well, there and was, an offshoot of DJ Hero as well, because everyone wants to be a DJ who isn't playing in Van Halen. So I've heard DJ Hero is quite good. Uh, I don't want that stuff lying around my living room. You're not. You're not cool enough to to be a DJ. Apparently not. Well, I mean, with Guitar Hero, I played World Tour, and realised it was rubbish. Then I played a bit of five with my brother, but I don't own it. And he got the latest one, Warriors of Rock, for Christmas. So about five minutes of that was probably enough. Just five minutes of watching was enough to remind me I don't need to play um, a Megadeth song called Sudden Death that is purposely written to be difficult for <laughs> Guitar Hero players. That's that's real music. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, they, I think the Guitar Hero cash cow has had mastitis for quite some time and it needed to be put out to pasture. Right, okay. There's probably enough cow puns. For, uh, for one podcast. Uh, Paul Vine, we'll move on then, right? Uh, pasteurise and head on to the uh, main topic then, Alan, what do you think? Uh, pasteurise. It really, this really has to stop. Ah, oh, you're, yeah, you're such, a, such a bully. I mean, what's your beef with puns anyway? Oh, for fu- so, uh, yeah, today we're talking about achievements. Of course, uh, I think any uh, badly written speech in uh, times gone by used to begin with a dictionary definition. Now we know if we want to find out anything, you type it into Google. That's how I used to write psychology essays. It was yeah. like, you know, it would be about, I don't know, intelligence, you'd write. Well, Wikipedia says intelligence is a mark <laughs> yeah. of how clever you are. Well, if you go on to Google and you type in achievements, you will not see human achievements, scientific achievements, or any sort of achievements of any merit. But instead you'll find achievements for Xbox Live, and achievements for Steam, and achievements for PS3, which they called trophies, but in this case we're just going to call them... They're really just achievements, yeah, so achievements yeah. anyway, so that's as indicative of the stage we are as a human species and what our interests are. Sounds so strange. A real achievement should be like, you know, how many bears can you beat up single-handedly? That's, <laughs> that's an achievement. Not how many people can you kill in Team Fortress. Um, but uh, certainly in the world of games, uh, achievements are they're kind of ubiquitous now, aren't they? Yeah, and I mean, completely arbitrary when you stop and think about what they are. And that they're just little challenges that the developer will put into a game. And like there'll be little challenges like, go beat this level, or, you know, try and get ten headshots, or you know, buy the DLC and play some more game. That's that's perhaps the developer's favourite achievement. Yeah, yeah that's, the, that's the one that comes with the uh, highest score. I suppose it's like an extension of the traditional concept of a high score across all of your games. Mm-hmm. On the Xbox 360, every retail game has a thousand gamer score points, as they're called, um, mm-hmm. and that's across up to 50 achievements below there's one exception, which is the orange box, because it was like a, a compilation like of five, five games, games in one. Yeah. So you get like 99 achievements. Um, and you can get smaller downloadable games that have 200 points. And sometimes you can get DLC that extends the achievements. Sometimes you can't. Um, and the individual achievements can be about, well, it's pretty much anything really. Um, and there's no kind of check-in place to see if one's harder than another. So it's not just the achievements that are arbitrary, but it's also the point values they've got. So one would be... Uh, if you complete Guitar Hero 3 on easy, you will get 5 points. Yeah. If you beat Gears of War on medium, you'll get 50 points. So it doesn't matter that you know, Guitar Hero is really hard or anything. It's just it's just totally up in the air. And 
it is totally pointless, but that doesn't stop all the, all the competition and bragging that results from it, you know? It's a little badge of honour when you play online, you can go into someone's profile and that's the number you see at the top, it's their gamer score. And so whenever you go like, God damn, why is this guy killing me so much? And you go on, you see there's a score of like 200,000. You're like, okay, this is like a veteran here of uh, <laughs> many, many games. And He's killing me because he has to. It's the only, yeah. way, it's the only way he knows. Only- <laughs> he lives by the sword. Yeah. Um, have you seen there? There's a blog for this guy. I think it's called Stallion83, and he's got the highest gamer score in the world. And his blog, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's really, he's really cool. Um, and I'm, he, sure, I'm sure all the ladies have already known about Stallion. Well, it, <laughs> Stallion by name, Stallion by nature. Um, well, the, the two interesting facts about him is the first is he's writing a blog to get to one million gamer score, okay. and the second is that he actually has a girlfriend. Oh, uh, right. Yeah, and apparently she abides by this behavior. But um, I mean, <laughs> the, the problem with achievements is that all you have to do to have a higher score is to buy more games. Mm-hmm. So my my younger brother who plays a lot of Xbox, so he he seems to have a lot of disposable income, and so he just buys a lot of games. It's quite difficult for me to actually keep up with his progress, but. At the same time, it is clever. It's far better than whenever I was young. Um, this is like, you know, back in the, the good old days of the Sega Saturn, before before <laughs> the internet. We're so old. I used to, me and my friend used to play Sega Rally, and so I'd write down the, my best lap times in a book and bring them in and, and try and beat them. And I normally did, so that was okay. Uh. <laughs> no, I just remember, like, uh, just before I moved out of my last flat, my two flatmates, like, we had an achievement competition to see who could get the most achievement points within this like three weeks this is right after we all had our final year exams and one of our flatmates the one who cheated went out and bought five new games hold on on. this was during your your final year exams no no just after just after this was the this was the this was the (laughs) albeit dim light at the end of the tunnel that we were racing towards i thought that was going to be um like uh, a scandal on the Ellen for president level where I always go yeah I really enjoyed making that video it was fun to make it with my friends and everybody else goes yeah you know your dissertation wasn't very good Alan <laughs> no no we, uh, we pulled out okay but uh, yeah we bought a load of new games and he got he got the most points unsurprisingly because it's you know easy to pick them up that is dishonest and shameful, shameful. have you ever been on 360voice.com no um, it, it, it's quite cool because it's a website that automatically blogs what your Xbox is doing so it logs your achievements and says uh, Alan played me for 10 minutes and we played some Halo Reach and it was really fun I- but they do <laughs> they do achievement challenges where you have to try and get a certain number and they have like clubs you can join okay. in to, to boost your score no, I did actually see that site once because I thought you were writing it because it was weirdly written in the third person for a start, which is a telling tale that you. Another one that was just these odd phrases like, well, he played me, played me quite long today. Oh, he's not touched me in days. That was one of them. He's not touched me in days. <laughs> that's that's how I know it's you. <laughs> uh, that's, that's what I told it to say. But, well, it was one time I actually commented on it and I was like, yo, I had a good time, Xbox, and I thought, oh, I just hate myself so much right now. Um, it's interesting that achievements are, are everywhere. And we're more acquainted acquainted with the uh, kaplinky plink noise from Xbox Live, um, but there is a twinkle noise for PS3 and a stunning silence if you're on Steam. And there's no points on Steam as well, which I actually think is kind of nice in a sense. Yeah, no, they, they just kind of come up and like, hey, by the way, you did this, rather than having them be targets that you must go after. It's not even though it's not even on games consoles. I tried to migrate my last FM profile last weekend on the new account and the main priority was getting across my total number of plays or scrubbles, which are like the achievements of music listening, <laughs> if you like. And so I had, I think I had 34,000. Um, and because it could only get the ones from iTunes across, I ended up with 25,000. And I felt quite sad that I'd lost that 
that you know, eight thousand plays. I, I don't know if it, it says something. That a, I actually tried to migrate those play counts, and B, that I'm annoyed that they didn't migrate. It's just a, it's just a number pull out of thin air. Yeah, but now like historians of the future will look back, and there'll be this gap in the record where, like, circa 2010, Alan listened to uh, undisclosed amounts of music. Like looking at the fossil oh, record, no. and they'll under, they won't understand where those eight thousand <laughs> scrabbles went. Um, no, I like. I used to really enjoy reading cheap books. And it was something like I would read them almost as much as I would read the previews, and it would give me like an idea of what games are like now. Like, it's one of the things that I've noticed that I think with the rise of achievements, cheats in games are actually very rare right now. Actually, when I was playing Dead Space, you can actually just pause the game and you know press X Y Y X Y, and you'll get a little uh, boost of of health, and that's really rare because a lot of these achievements you could win with cheats, certain things like well, Grand that. Well, that's it. Yeah, I mean things like GTA Four is yeah. one of them, where if you activate the cheats. Which are also very difficult to type in, yep. um, as you pointed out in your review. Yeah, yeah. Um, those will stop you from getting achievements. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other one is that you're not even allowed to play a game on easy anymore. You're only allowed to play it on normal to get your achievement. And then if you play it on hard, which can only be done the second time you play through the yeah, game, of course, yeah. then you get another achievement. So there's obviously less guides around now for che- uh, for cheats. But there are many resources online on how to unlock achievements. One of the, I think, the most popular websites is Achievement Hunter, or is it, I think it's Rooster Teeth. I think yeah, it's, it's, the, it's the Rooster Teeth, it. the guys who did like Red versus Blue and The Strangerhood. Yep, and it's weird now. Like I watch all of their videos for. I was watching one for stacking, like how to unlock some achievement in stacking, and almost for me, that's like, oh, so this is what the game's like. My my latest achievement horror was I was playing Halo Reach. There's mm-hmm. an achievement called uh, If They Came to Hear Me Beg. And if anybody else has played Halo Reach and is listening to this, I hope that they kind of grit their teeth a bit, close their eyes and make a strained, constipated face because it's one of the most irritating things I've ever tried to do and <laughs> failed at. Um, so the achievement is you have to jump off a cliff and survive a fall that would kill you by assassinating someone. So you basically have a sword and you just okay, wheel yeah, it, yeah. a guy from behind and take him out. And I watched the video on Achievement Hunter and they were saying, yeah, you know, this isn't, this isn't that bad. And they did it. And I tried, I followed exactly what they did and I just could not get the achievement. I spent about 45 minutes yeah. failing to get that achievement. I've since given up. I don't care anymore. But, yeah, Achievement <laughs> Hunter didn't help me. We uh, Flatmates, we spent four hours once on an achievement. What achievement was it? Uh, it, was, uh, it was in Left for Dead to complete a certain campaign on Expert, which is the, the hardest difficulty. And we got to the last chapter, so we're on the home straight, and we spent four hours on that, that home straight not, not, not getting there. Like one of the other kind of popular sites is the True Achievements website. True Achievements, um, I mean, I, I, I think I've discovered it a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. um, and it, it tries to sort of standardise achievement scores depending on how difficult they are to attain. Um, so, for example, I've got a thousand points in Bayonetta, so I've totally cleared that game out. Yep. And based on the information they've gathered from true, true achievement players, based on what achievements they've got and which they haven't got yet, it gets a True Achievement score of one eight eight eight. So our our personal gamer scores, this is where we whip out the e-penis for everyone to see. Um, so mine is 35,130, but that equates to 48,905 in true achievement scores. So roughly about 15,000 more, they're saying. Yeah, so on mine I've got just over 17, I think it's 17,012, because I've got this... <laughs> this oddity in the sort of world of game scores where I somehow picked up a, an achievement worth two points and so that's been boosted up to I think just over 24,000 one of the, uh, the nice thing on true achievements is a game Dead Rising where every achievement is worth 20 points and so that you get 20 points for killing five zombies which is the same as killing 
20,000 is 50,000 to completing the the game in on the the perfect level. So in true achievements it kind of waits that so complete killing 50,000 zombies now becomes like 100. And yeah. whereas, you know, picking up a weapon uh, becomes or, like 5 or, or something like that. Taking a photo or something. Another yeah, one that does that is Viva Piñata. I'm not sure about the sequel, but the original game all the achievements are worth 20 points. Mm-hmm. Um regardless of difficulty. Viva Piñata is one of these games where the achievements are quite fun because they give you a very broad spectrum of what you can do in the game. But yeah, I mean, on the, on the gamer score front, uh, basically I, I win at life because my score is bigger than yours. <laughs> so that, that's, that's all there is to it. Debatable, debatable. Uh, <laughs> so, like, achievements work on gamers' brains for, like, a very clear reason. I was reading this book about uh, neuroscience, and which I've discovered that essentially means they do a lot of experiments on monkeys' brains. And this particular uh, sadistic experiment involved planting an electrode into a monkey brain. And it was in the part which generates pleasurable feelings. And what the the scientist would do is that he would do this experiment where he had three steps. The first step, he would sound a tone. And the second step, he would wait a few seconds. And then the third step, he would give the monkey a little uh, drip of apple juice. The monkey is, of, of course, alive. Uh, because it's well, not, yeah. it's not science if it's not inhumane. In well, sense. it wouldn't it wouldn't be fifties and sixties neuroscience experiments if there weren't stuff with the electrodes in the live monkey's brain. I actually think this was eighties, so it's the eighties. Re- yeah, yeah, it's fairly recent. Um, so what they would do, they did this experiment over and over, and he could then measure like which parts of the monkey's brain were firing. And so initially, what happens is just when the monkey gets the juice, brain lights up. It's like this is really nice. Sounds just like my brain whenever I get apple juice. Exactly. And then after you keep repeating the experiment. When the tone sounded, the monkey would know that, oh, this means that there's juice coming up. So the brain would fire up then, and then it would wait. And then when it got the apple juice, it would be another little sort. So you'd get like a little double kick of like goodness coming out or dopamine. So, uh, for, the, for, so the, for those of you who have not done a degree in psychology, aren't well read <laughs> like Craig, this is called conditioning. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was, well, I suppose it's most famous by Pavlov, where he had like dogs salivating and he rang a bell mm-hmm. and he got them to associate the sound of the bell with being fed. Um, so, yeah, and basically basically achievements are, are a Pavlovian response. Yeah, it's exactly the same thing, that when you hear the kaplinky plink come up on Xbox Live, you get this little surge of dopamine comes out, because it's like, it's, you're getting rewarded. You're getting recognition. It feels good. It scratches a little itch in your brain. Especially whenever, you know, you've just like, I don't know, you've just like blown up a massive pile of guys with a rocket launcher mm. and you hear ka-plink and then you find it it's just that guy who's got the really bad internet connection logging into Xbox Live again and uh, you've done nothing. <laughs> that's the thing, yeah, that's the, you found that in the experiment as well, that if he sounded the tone but never gave the monkey any apple juice, another part would fire which was like the disappointment part and that is like, because the, the sound for an Xbox, uh, receiving an Xbox Live message is the same as an achievement. And I think whenever your friends come online it's the same message yeah, as it's, well, it's, it's so it's universal. a continual ka-plink. The only one that's different is whenever you download something and it goes like... Yeah, it's all generic like Windows noises. Yeah. They need to they need to expand that. I mean Call of Duty's got like a really nice noise when it levels up. Um, as does WoW, which is sort of a bit Tibetan sort of thing. Yeah, it's a bit, bit more a bit more epic. Well, I don't know, I think if they changed the achievement noise now they'd be mutiny. But it would be nice to have a slightly more subtle beep if somebody came online just to go yeah. rather than Hey, achievement unlocked, your friend is online, hey. That's a bit bit over the top. So, like, the point is that, like, these the way that achievements come up, I do think it it works, and that's why it feels good to get an achievement. And I'm not ashamed because all all we have is monkey brains. But it's like, you know, it's all, it's only that it's only because like they they recognise. <laughs> Gonna need a minute. Need a minute. Is, is that too profound? <laughs> all we have 
is monkey brains. <laughs> well, like it's like having your mom at the side of the pool, and you're like, "What should we do a somersault? What should we do a somersault?" And then she's like, "Good job. Here's five points." Um, but no, I mean, achievements are fun. Mm-hmm. There's a difference between getting them because they're fun and getting them because you want to have a big number after yeah. your gamer tag. But my, I mean, my, the re- main reasons that I like them are because they keep you playing games that you'd normally shelf, mm-hmm. so it adds value to it. So something like Fable Two is a good example, where they're quite a lot of fun wee achievements. Yep. Um, or I don't know, Fallout Three. I probably wouldn't have played as much as I had if it wasn't for the breadcrumb trail of achievements. Um, yeah, they're a nice little kind of way of like showing up. Like, by the way, did you know that in this game you can do this? And Dead Rising was one where, you know, a sandbox game, you're in a mall zombie apocalypse. And so a lot of the achievements were like, knock over 20 uh, zombies with an umbrella. And it was like, oh, I didn't realize you could use the umbrella as a weapon. So you would then go out and use it. Or mixing juice or something like that and making recipes. Um, Yeah, I think uh, for Dead Rising, I would like a thousand points just for finishing it because I'm just finding it such a slog. The the one I really liked was um, Half-Life 2 in the orange box because I played the whole game for the PC Mm. and then I played it again for the Xbox and you get an achievement for whenever you first get the crossbow on level Highway 17 there's this guy standing (laughs) across a bridge walking in front of a billboard and you immediately just pin him straight to the board and you get an achievement for that in the Xbox game so I like that the developers had deliberately set that up to do that and they rewarded you for having a bit of fun Yeah, it's kind of like, yeah, we know exactly what you were thinking here but on the uh, the flip side, that, and I don't know about you, but like certainly for me, I feel that achievements can encourage bad behavior. People will play games specifically for the achievements. And I've, I've played through the Lost video game. Now, uh, if, yeah, I've played the whole Lost video game right, as well. Well, if anyone out there got bored and thought the uh, Lost TV show was monotonous and self-righteous, well then, think of the derivative video game that has came out of that. I have 1,000 points in Lost video game, and... It is one of my biggest regrets. Yeah, I ever ever buying it on my uh, yeah on my like achievement score sheet. I look at it with the same shame that I look at the five points for having played Two Human for a while. Did you play Two Human? I rented it, got an achievement, went that's never going to wash off, and then returned it. My least favorite really one is Game really Room, where you get ten points for basically opening it up. Yeah. And the thing about Game Room is the the Game Room itself is free, but to populate it with games in the arcade costs points every time. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, I've never quite got over the sting of that one. It was particularly annoying. Yeah, so there's like this legendary game uh, called Avatar: The Legend of Ang. Yeah, Avatar: The Legend of Ang. Yeah, I think it's based on a Nickelodeon TV show, um, and on that one, you can get one thousand points by standing in a corner. And if you don't believe me, you can look us up on YouTube. You stand yep. in a corner and you mash either the X or the B button. And if you hit that button over and over and over for about two right. to three minutes, you will get a thousand points and a black mark on your soul. But the thing is, if you look at this game on kind of rental sites like Love Film, it's one of the most rented video games because people know, oh, this is an easy thing for achievement yeah. points. I think one of the Godfather games was also similarly oh, uh, okay. quite generous. You know, I think when you're going out of your way to play a game, you wouldn't normally play just for the points. And this is like a small section of kind of gamers who will do this, yeah. but it's still, nonetheless, I mean, you wouldn't watch a film that you don't want to watch just so you can say, oh yeah, I've seen uh, Southland Tales. It's the one where Sean William Scott plays a twin. It was the it was the easy one to understand. Yeah, <laughs> I got my thousand movie score points for watching that. It was easy. Similarly bad is when people go out of their way in games to get these achievements. I think Team Fortress Two was uh, was horrifying whenever there was a new class update because there'd be maybe fifty achievements come out, and these were tied to weapons. So people would be you know they wanted the new weapons, but a lot of the achievements would really bring it to a halt. 
So you would have people running around trying to, you know, jump off high ledges and heal each other instead of, say, oh, okay. capture the flag. So what people did is they would make special maps called Achievement Box, where you go in and it's then people trying to, they call it farming the achievements. And again, we are back to how Team Fortress lost its way. Yeah. yeah. I, I think the worst achievements are the ones that either force you to arbitrarily collect items. Yes. The famous one is the Assassin's Creed flags. Um, and they do absolutely nothing. Yep. Don't do anything. You collect the flags. Um, in Assassin's Creed 2, at least you get a cool cape for collecting all the feathers. In Assassin's Creed 1, you get nothing apart from a slightly less flag-filled landscape. Um, the other ones I don't like are kill X number of dudes with X weapon. Like yeah, Gears Dead of War is a good one for that. Dead Space. Dead Space also. Um, or win a certain number of multiplayer games. Brutal Legend actually did that for both, where you had to win, say, 50 multiplayer games. Now, I think I've only played 8 or 9, um, because it's hard to get a game going there. That's but- no longer... Uh, a game or an achievement that's an endurance test yeah and they also had the collect 200 collectibles around the world what do you get for it in the game not much Grand Theft Auto similarly there were 200 pe- uh, pigeons scattered around New York and yep. you need to go find 200 pigeons well, Crackdown Crackdown the first Crackdown or so I hear has one where you have to collect lots of agility orbs and people actually quite like that that is fun I've got Crackdown and that is fun because you see them up on the up on a ledge, and you go, yeah, I can get to that. And it's and, you know, it's all just about exploring. Then they're not like the flags in Assassin's Creed; they'll be hidden around the corner of a building that you would yeah. never have gone down. Whereas Crackdown, you only jump between buildings in that game, so they're kind of always in your path. Well, the problem with GTA is like they're, they're pigeons. Imagine yeah. if you ran around Edinburgh killing pigeons; they just they just blend into the scenery, you know. <laughs> um, but. I don't know. What are the what are the worst achievements? Um, I think you've told me Guitar Hero has got some. Uh, yeah, Guitar Hero three. Well, I have played Guitar Hero three for like a hell of a lot of time. Nearly fifty days, I think. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's sort of right up there for most played games. I've got one hundred and ninety points out of a thousand. And that's because most of the achievements are things like beat the game in expert, get five stars in all the songs in expert, beat the game in expert with a friend who can also play the game on expert. Okay. Clear dragon forces through the fire and flames. Clear a blindfolded. Clear it in space. Clear it underwater. Mm. And so they're all they're all pitched at this level of extreme skill, and I just I just can't ever get to that level. It's just not possible. I actually looked up on true achievements some of the the, the hardest achievements. So the ones that the fewest number of people actually have. Yeah. And okay. so the, the these are the the, the grand finalists. These like the top three. Okay. Um, so one is for a game called Armored Core for Answer, which is a mech fighting game by Square Enix, and its uh, hardest achievement is to get ten thousand wins in multiplayer matches. There's one for ten thousand kills. Okay. And so if you get one kill a match and one, yeah. then you would get that one. Two people have that on true achievements. I'm guessing those were the two people who sat down for a weekend and played each other. Probably the only two people that bought that game. Or it's the maker, designer, playtester, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, probably the developer and his daughter or something. He forced her under, under gunpoint to play it. Um, the other one is Motion Sports, which is one of the Kinect launch games. Yep. Uh, the achievement's called Avalanche, where you can win platinum medals in every ski challenge. And I've heard that Motion Sports is pretty difficult to control, so mm. presumably surviving a ski jump without breaking your legs is fairly difficult. Getting platinum medals, short of impossible. One person has that okay. in true achievements. And they're probably not a very happy person. No. Um, the other one that's very difficult, and this is actually quite a good one, is for Fight Night Round Four, the and that's the win. game, yeah. yeah, yeah, and it's to win the heavyweight championship belt. So you have to beat whoever's like a real belt. You have to beat whoever has the belt to get it, and you have to defend the belt three times, like three multiplayer matches every seventy-two <laughs> hours. Um, so twenty-one people have that. 
Nice. Um, and I think that's a really that's a really good idea actually. Yeah, but it, it must suck if you're a completionist, you know, having it there and not being able to get it. The other one that was famously bad was the Turok one. We actually had to kill fifty people who were on your own team to get an achievement. Uh, and you can imagine what people <laughs> thought of playing this online. It's bad enough everybody running around with a shotgun to get the shotgun achievement, but if everybody's running around killing their own teammates, it's not really conducive to a fun online experience. One of the best things about Call of Duty, and I think one of the reasons why it's multiplayer, a minor reason, but one of the reasons why it's multiplayer is so strong, is that there are no achievements tied to multiplayer. So you only have people in there who are you know, focused on the game. Well, I mean, it has its own reward. Um, like, whenever you're playing Call of Duty, you, you, you rank up and you press siege and you That's get your unlocks. But it's nice that you can... I could still play through the original Modern Warfare and get a sense of progression those, from yeah. it and I think that's definitely the way, right way to do it I mean multiplayer achievements are poop we, you don't like them no, I don't yeah. like them um, but bad achievements actually put me off buying games now like Guitar Hero because I know that I'll never win because it's just so far beyond my skill level hmm. um, and another one is Ninja Gaiden 2 which I got for Christmas one year and I'll never finish it and the achievements are terrible you get most most of the achievements are weighted towards being amazing in that game hmm. there only are like five people in Japan who can actually play at that level I'm actually trying now to, to wean myself off uh, the achievements when I'm playing a game. I was playing Call of Duty and there was one to kill 10 monkeys in, in 10 seconds or something like that. So when I got into the room during the, the the story mission, and I wasn't enjoying this, and I went, oh, this is where this is where I need to kill all the monkeys. And I was you're, in a, you're in a real anti-monkey rampage today. If you're not sticking <laughs> electrodes into their brains, you're killing them in Call of Duty. And do you know what, listeners? This guy has a monkey on his Xbox Live character. I do. From, from Monkey Island. But he secretly hates them. Wants to murder them all. As I showed you the other day, I have a coconut carved in the shape of a monkey as well. Yes. yes. It's pretty cool. So, so I guess that's the shameful admission for this week's episode. <laughs> it's, probably not, it's probably not a coconut. It's probably a monkey skull. <laughs> <laughs> you've, got, you've got a vendetta against monkeys but when I was in, in this room with the monkeys I actually had to try hard to like just ignore it and, and get on with the game because I knew that you know, oh this, but this is this is a missed opportunity if I don't take it and it's like well if the achievement wasn't there I wouldn't be looking twice at this room I wouldn't even you know stop to think about it stop and smell the monkeys so I think it can be distracting as well so I'm trying to like not if I get them that's cool but if I don't that's okay because like a lot of the old games we used to play. You never had achievements then. No, you didn't. But we have a special treat for you today because we have come up with uh, achievements that we thought would be fun to include in old games. Um, so we're going to rattle through them and hopefully we'll we'll like splice some nice music over the back of this to try. So I think you've got some music there. Yeah, that that sounds that sounds suitably naff. Yeah, Let's yeah. Go with that. I'm sure we can think of something. Uh, so, okay. so Craig, take take it away. Here we go. So there's the Meat Locker achievement in Tomb Raider, which is to lock the butler in the freezer in Lara Croft's mansion. Uh, the Surgeon General's warning for a Metal Gear Solid, which is to die of smoking. There's the get a load of the polygons on her, which is to see Meryl's underwear in Metal Gear Solid. And another one for Metal Gear Solid is Breaking the Fifth Wall, uh, which is where you play the game on an emulator, and then you get stuck when you fight Psycho Mantis because you can't unplug your controller. There's the Flying Without Wings achievement in Grand Theft Auto, which is to fly the wingless dodo for three minutes. Uh, there's the My Precious achievement from Sonic the Hedgehog, which is to collect every ring in the first level. I've actually done that. There's 220 rings. There's the uh, Darwin Award in Pokemon, which is to collect all 151 species of Pokemon and thereby drive the stability of the natural ecosystem down into the ground. Also in Pokemon, there's uh, the Evolutionary Underachiever achievement for evolving a Magikarp. Now there's the Time Traveler achievement in any RPG, which is to reload to an earlier safe and choose differently. For Deus Ex, there's one I like to call Rewriting History, 
which is whenever you save before the final boss and then you reload and watch every single ending in one game. The security-backed subprime mortgager achievement, which is to uh, play as the banker in Monopoly and slide the $500 bills right off the top of the stack. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry, Mum, but I've been doing it for years. Uh, Monopolist from Theme Hospital is to build 10 drinks machines next to overheated radiators. Personal favourite here is the short-sighted achievement in Duck Hunt that's to get a high score by jamming the light gun right up against the glass of the TV. How about how to lose friends and alienate people from Streets of Rage 2 and that is to eat a turkey while you've got full health and your teammate's about to die. There's the capitalist's wet dream achievement in Rollercoaster Tycoon which is to raise the price of umbrellas to $50 during a rainstorm. And my personal favourite the I'm not paying that much achievement for Rollercoaster Tycoon and that's to rename a roller coaster to either casual sex or your mum. It's the measured steroid abuse achievement in track and field which is to use a ruler to rapidly press the sprint button. There's the tank beats everything achievement for red alert which is to defeat an opponent by building only one type of unit. There's the always get it up for the top chopping young guy my 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 what the fuck there's the <laughs> can't believe he sung that which is the uh, discover <laughs> that my Sharona is in fact a filthy filthy song while singing through the first verse in rock band. Uh, there's the Craig Wilson Award, which is for New Super Mario Brothers, and that's to kill your fellow players five times by jumping on their head so they can't clear a platform. And the Alan Williamson Award, also known as the Mycologist, which is to eat all four mushrooms from one power block in New Super Mario Brothers. Well, there we go. We've got, we got to dig in at each other. We've got through that in the end. It has to be done. Um, so, yeah, what, what achievements are you most proud of? Um, the couple that I remember having the most fun with, there was one in Half-Life 2 Episode 1, where it's called the One Free Bullet, and it was to play through the game and firing only one bullet. Now in Half-Life, you've got the gravity gun and you can hit things with a crowbar. And it was kind of interesting to say, like, wow, they've designed this whole game that you can also play it in this kind of really odd way. And it's it worked and it was fun. It wasn't deprived at all. I really I really enjoyed the one free bullet as well. Yeah, And it meant, like, when you got up to this one door which had a padlock on it and you're like, I think I need to shoot this. Do I, need, do I shoot this? I think this is it. And you then fire that one bullet and you're like, okay, let's hope let's hope that I don't need to do that again at the next door. Uh, so that was really cool. There was also a similar thing in Dead Space for just using the one type of gun, um, yeah. the plasma cutter there. I got really I cool. got that as well because I didn't think I was going to play through Dead Space twice, um, mm. but I don't know how enjoyable it was. But the plasma cutter is probably the best weapon in that game anyway. It's fantastic. Yeah, there's also um, for me what are you trying to prove, which was doing all the Left for Dead uh, campaigns on Expert, and that was just fun because my flatmates because we spent days I, and days I, and I, I would plan it out, plan it out like we were going on some sort of. Black Ops mission, like you go here, we go here. Watch out for smokers. It was great. Watch out for smokers. Ah, solid snake. He's Frank, not dead yet. Frank the pimp in Dead Rising, which is just to escort eight survivors. Oh yeah, I'm gonna cool. have to use your guide for that. That yeah, you, you hopefully put up on the website because I wouldn't be able to get it otherwise. And then a uh, sweet goodbye, which was in uh, Mirror's Edge, which is where you jump off a building, turn around, and flip off a guard. Uh, my one of my favorite ones is actually from Mirror's Edge as well, and that was Test of Faith, and that was for completing the game without ever firing a weapon. Okay. Um, and did you not get that one? No, I couldn't do that. Like, I I got stuck at the first part and gave up and just started shooting things. Oh no, I I I felt like if you could do it, it was worth doing. And I think I think that's why I enjoyed it more because the gunplay was pretty rubbish. It was pretty fancy. But uh, there's a bit at the very end of the game that's really really difficult without firing a gun, and I felt like I felt like it actually achieved something. Mm. Um, my other favorite ones are Unyielding from Trials HD. And that is to complete, I think it's Groundhog Returns, the level's called, but you're not allowed to do it um, without taking your finger off the accelerator. Um, and it's not that hard, but it took me a couple of hours, and I really enjoyed it because it gave me a new understanding for how the physics work. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my other ones, more for the memory than anything else, is when I finished Halo 3 and Legendary because we did an all-nighter with four people and two data projectors, and it was really, really fun. <laughs> um, 
So that's us for another episode. Um, yeah. I think next time we're going to talk about kind of online identities and avatars, but we'll keep that more more secret until next time. Um, I mean, in the meantime, please leave us any comments, feedback, and suggestions on the website. There's a lovely comment thread you can go to. You can discuss it on Twitter. And if you enjoyed the podcast, please leave us a review on iTunes. If you didn't enjoy the podcast, don't leave a review on iTunes. Maybe somebody else will enjoy it. Yeah, that'll do. <laughs> <laughs>